Well, hello, pal. It has been a hot minute. I haven't released a podcast since the 30th of June, 2021. It's now the 26th of October. It's been a while. And uh, I just wanted to say, hey, thank you so much if you're listening. If you've seen the kind of the new announcement, I'm going to make the assumption that you have and you've not just found this out of the blue. But uh, there's going to be a few changes around here. So the last 60 episodes, you will see a significant difference in the way that I maybe come across, talk, uh, topics of conversation. These episodes moving forwards will no longer be edited. I have even more incredible guests lined up. And the majority of them, I'm hoping, will be filmed and portrayed on the tube of you uh, I am recording this as a video but I'm not entirely sure if I'm gonna put this one up yet I mean start as you mean to go on but yeah if you are new around here hi thanks so much for joining me um I'm absolutely pleasure like it's such a pleasure please please let me get to know you come chat to me on socials I'm an open book and I can talk for England which you're about to find out but in the, with the fact that these are not going to be edited, uh, I suppose I should stop rambling. This feels very, very weird. It has been a little bit too long, maybe. And I've probably not chosen the best topic to start on. But round here, it's all about full transparency added with a bit of passion, which uh, I'm going to apologise once and once only. Passion for me generally means a lot of swearing so if you don't like swearing you're probably not one of my people um and yeah transparency brutal honesty there's gonna be some f-bombs <laughs> drops some things that some people don't want to hear I'm just a little bit sick of the fluffiness of the world of 2021 especially in my space so in digital marketing marketing in general sometimes it's just so fluffy and yeah, you can do this. And I'm more on the opposing side of you can't polish a turd. So expect a lot of that kind of brutal truth. I want to speak my mind. If you don't like it, I fully appreciate that. I can agree to disagree. We all have differences of opinions. It what It's what makes us fucking humans. Eight billion people on the planet. If we all liked each other, it'd be really fucking boring, wouldn't it? So yeah. Let's just get into the episode because I've got a feeling this is going to be a bit tricky. I'm not going to lie. So today I wanted to kick off season two. This is the first episode of season two, which was never really planned. It was never intended for me to take any time off. Um, I was fully expectant of myself to just continuously release podcast episode every single week and let me tell you the the amount of time it takes to organize guests come up with topic the whole shebang if I could literally explain to you how long it takes and how much energy it takes for very little return and I don't mean that in a really crass way I'm not here to make money out of you and like act as if you're a cash cow that is not what's happening but when you kind of spend four or five hours a week 
producing something and you can't even see, you know, who's listening, if they've got any feedback. Did they like it? Didn't they like it? There's no kind of social interaction with this. So the first thing I'm going to say is if you're listening to this, you appreciate, you resonate, you want to chat about it, just get involved. Social media is social. Come and talk to me, drop in my DMs, come and comment on something on social. I would appreciate it more than I could ever explain to you. I'm a very kind of peoply, like emotionally peoply people. So um, peoply people, peoply person. So, right, this is bullshit. I'm rambling because I don't want to get onto the topic. But generally speaking, my podcast episodes are not uh, scripted. But in the interest of the fact that it's been four months since I've recorded a podcast, I do have some notes with me. Um, and if you listen to any of the first kind of podcast episodes that I ever did, you'd understand why I now need notes because I can go off on a tangent. It happens. But today I thought I would start with the fact of why I basically disappeared off the face of the planet in terms of business, in terms of online. Um, I went from posting on Instagram every single day, sometimes multiple times a day, showing up on stories multiple times a day to absolutely nothing and oh it's already gonna I can feel it I can feel you know when you feel the tingle in your eyes uh and it's due to the fact that I had a family bereavement now I'm sure you can appreciate I'm not going to go into details but it raised a really important topic to me in that we all know ourselves right to a degree I know and I have worked on tirelessly (laughs) the fact of trying to overcome perfectionism, the fact of trying to overcome my corporate conditioning, having worked in corporate businesses for nine-ish years and working in marketing for the last 10 years. You kind of pick up habits and all that kind of stuff. And since I started working which was about four months after my 16th birthday, legally. Uh, Technicalities, my mum was making me work from the age of 11, but we won't talk about child labour or anything. Sorry, Um, (laughs) mum. Since I started work, I knew I was going to be a workaholic. I love working. I I love what I do, and therefore it kind of doesn't count as work so much. Um, And so for me, that just kind of makes things a little bit better so when stuff like this happens my brain kind of goes ah fuck what are you gonna do because it kind of goes against everything that you not necessarily believe in but when you're a workaholic when you're happy to get up and work on a Saturday or Sunday if you've got nothing else to do when you're happy to be at your computer at midnight Although, you know, some people are going to tell me that's really toxic and and I'm not here to disagree with that. That's a topic for a whole other conversation. But when you're in that situation, when shit hits the fan and you've got no backup plan, it just raised a really valid point that I think no, I've personally not heard anybody talk about. So today I wanted to kind of give my take on the realities of trying to run a business and grieving 
at the same time. Uh, because truth be told, uh, and again, if you're new here, you'll get to know this quite quickly. Um, I can be quite blunt and to the point and a bit, it can kind of come across a little bit extreme sometimes, but I mean it with the best intentions. When she hits the fan and stuff like this happens, you kind of, I personally go from, oh God, this is really shit. This is really hard what am I going to do? I need to think about all of these things. Um, I need to support my family. Yada, yada, yada. Um, Two, it's a fact of life. It's quite literally the only guarantee that we all have. We're all going to die eventually. composure (laughs) um I think the fact of the matter is for me on this occasion it was very sudden very unexpected and so it hit me like a ton of bricks just gonna take a sip of water just to uh so you know um you know, just as well as I do, running a business is a roller coaster of emotions anyway, day to day. Could you not agree with me that there are some days where you can literally experience every emotion that a human can within the space of a working day? <laughs> and it's crazy. So having a sudden wave of griefs almost feeling like you've just been slapped around the face with a wet fish. It's just, it kind of felt a little bit impossible, right? And so, you know, without getting too personal, too upset, whatever, let's just talk about it. Most of these things, you already know. You're not fucking stupid. Was that the first (laughs) F-bomb? I was about that. (laughs) You're not stupid. At all. Well, I know that. So the majority of these are just kind of common sense. But do you know what? Sometimes we have to hear something for us to go, actually, yeah, she's right. Actually, yeah. So running a business, we can't forget that we also have a life. For some people, their business is their life. (laughs) Guilty. But I do also have a family. I do also have friends. I do also have a very, very basic social life. In fact, quite questionable social life. But, you know, I just wanted to share some kind of key lessons and some key kind of realisations, I suppose, whilst I've been going through this shit, (laughs) you know? So I guess... First and foremost, um, to give a bit of context, I suppose, and to kind of uh, bring up to speed in terms of what I did, what happened, yada, 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 um, without going into details. Um, It was a Saturday morning that we found out. So, you know, not normal working day. Didn't feel the need 
to tell anybody to do anything to say anything to anybody external it was a personal family moment that and that's what it was and that's what Sunday was and then Monday came around and I was in two minds of fuck everybody else I don't care I'm just gonna go inwards and I'm gonna wrap myself in a duvet like a burrito eat a tub of ice cream and feel sorry for myself and grieve and then real life Lorna kicked in (laughs) reality Lorna (laughs) uh, kicked in and said no bitch you've got responsibilities you've got clients and you would do anything almost anything for those clients but under no circumstances have you ever and will you ever let down somebody on your responsibilities without having some form of communication with them so the first thing for me was that, you know, I just had to be open and honest with everybody. So the first thing I did on that Monday morning was I, whatever form of communication I use with that particular client, you know, some clients I voice note all day, every day on WhatsApp because they're like my best pals. Some days, uh, some clients I will email some day, some clients are, you know, really professional and it's, it's, it is a lot more professional, which kind of doesn't really make a lot of sense but it is what it is so it was an email some was a text some was a dm on instagram you know um but it was just a case of this is the situation hope you can appreciate that i will not let you down on my responsibilities but i also need a bit of empathy right now um and i just need to know i just need you to know what's happening and you know if I don't reply instantly if I don't, if something seems off, this is why. And I'm not going to beat around the bush about it. I work with the best fucking people on the planet. And I think one of the reasons I work with those people is because we align in terms of humanity. They're not dickheads. I refuse to work with dickheads. If I had a client that had replied to me and said, well, it's not fucking good enough, I've got a deadline. Or, and they, in fact, they could have said that and I still, I'd still hit the deadline anyway. A couple of my clients had deadlines that week. I still hit them. I was just less forward and less chatty with them about it, but still got shit done because I have responsibilities. That's just how my brain works. However, if somebody had said to me, it's not good enough, I would have happily walked away from them. Honesty, transparency, and humanity, like empathy, are so critically important to me. And if they're not to you, I would like to question why. Because if you, if somebody can't understand that you've got to cancel shit, because you've just someone's just died and you need time and space that what does that say about them I had to cancel a uh, discovery call which uh, if this lady's listening to this uh, 
I can't tell you how much I beat myself up about it. I had to cover cancel a discovery call. Who could have become a potential client? And unfortunately, due to other circumstances, because I've had some health shit <laughs> as well in the last couple of months, was the second time I had tried to reschedule that call. And I felt like shit about it. But at that current time, I had to question what my responsibility was. I didn't have a form of contract. I, did, I hadn't made a promise to, to deliver a certain piece of work. This was before a working relationship had even started. And yet I still beat myself up about it. But I had to be open and honest and transparent about the fact of what had happened and what came next. So that's where I would start. I know, as I said, some of these are going to sound like, well, duh, but think it through. But always th think about yourself as well. I don't class myself as a selfish person at all. I tend to overthink about how whatever I do, one of my decisions is going to impact on every other fucker in the world before it impacts me. And it's held me back so many times. And this was the first time. It was the first time probably since I've worked for myself and probably only the second time in my career, in my working life, that I went, actually, do you know what? I need to stop. And the only other time is when my dad had a heart attack. So for me to kind of go, actually, do you know what? I need to take a step back and I need to go and regroup with myself was a big, is a really fucking big deal. Like a really big deal. Um, and so then next up, I just popped up on my Instagram stories because that's where I show up. That's where I communicate. That's where I market myself predominantly. I just popped some text posts up saying, due to family bereavements, clients have been contacted. Everything else is sidelined from this moment forward um, indefinitely until I can, until I'm good. And I cannot tell you the sheer amount of kindness I received. Like even that's making me want to cry because... Instagram can be a really shitty place, right? I think we can agree on that. There's trolls, there's negativity, there's all kinds of crap. It pisses a lot of business owners off because new releases and new features and do this. And if you want to be seen by this, do that. And la, 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 la. Half of us can't keep up. Some of us, guilty, can't be fucked to even try and keep up. It's not worth it. But it's also an incredible place to make friends, to build a community. I have people that I would call friends who I have never met. I talk to people in my DMs who live the other side of the world who I have never met. And the kindness and empathy that was shown in my messages from two or three sides saying, I'm out. 
just for a little while, I'm out, was nuts. So as shit as you might think that that platform is, any social platform is, it's times like this that kind of make you realise that they're not all that bad. It's not always that bad. You kind of need to have a bit of a reality check, you know? Um, I told you I was going to go off on a tangent, didn't I? So let me um, just have a gun at my notes quickly. La, 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 la. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, I think we all process grief differently. And it's been, I'll be brutally honest, it's been a while. <sighs> Excuse me. Since um, I've had to deal with any kind of grief. Um, but yeah, it just kind of hit me. I communicated. Everybody was positive. Did a couple of people kind of let me down? Yeah, maybe. Um, but that's not a reflection on them. It's a reflection on me. That was my expectations. There was a couple of people that didn't, that kind of didn't say anything. And it, it could have been because it was triggering for them. That's absolutely okay. That's, you know, it's not, it's not something to cry about or to fall out about. Um, I fully appreciate that, you know, me saying I've had a family bereavement might have triggered something for somebody else and therefore they didn't feel comfortable being able to message me or say anything. And that is absolutely okay too. And if, if you're that person, as in not in this direct situation, but... <laughs> If that happens, if you see something and it triggers you and you don't react in a, in a way that that other person almost expected you to, please don't fucking worry about it. Genuinely, do not worry about it. You have to look after yourself. Coming from me, who goes to the doctors only when I feel like I'm at death's door, quite literally, like I don't I've never really taken my health seriously this has been a wake-up call for me massively you have to look after yourself in every capacity mentally physically don't worry about upsetting somebody else because you didn't reply how they expected you to that's their expectation that's a them problem that's not a you problem and I genuinely mean that because I've had a couple of people message me and said I just didn't know what to say. Absolutely fine. No problem at all. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. That was absolutely no problem at all. Um, second thing, I think I've kind of covered this. Um, yeah, I have covered this. I, I just wrote, it's okay to cancel. Um, and, you know, like I said, some of these are just common fucking sense so you'll probably sat there saying well, well yeah duh uh but yeah that particular call that I had to cancel who was going to be a potential client you know I could have and I did go backwards and forwards thinking well you know I've got bills to pay and it's gonna be my next big client and think of the results I could get them and oh it'll be amazing and all of that excitement that I always get but on the flip side of that, I had to kind of pause and take a step back and say, you are not in the right fucking headspace, pal. 
I would have been doing them a disservice to show up to that call because I would not have been at my best. I know that. And I'm just, without it sounding egotistical, I'm genuinely proud of myself for not pushing through and showing up to that call and pretending like everything was all right. Because it wasn't. It really wasn't. And so I guess on that point, all I would say is, yes, sometimes reality will go through your head of bills to pay. Maybe you've got kids to feed. Maybe holidays are booked, whatever it is. But again, you've really got to look after yourself because you can't. What's that? The overused, the most overused saying on the planet. You can't pour from an empty cup. But fuck me, isn't it true? But yeah. Uh, next up, I just put, you don't need to explain, justify or feel guilty. So as a grade A people pleaser, which might shock a few people, I think. Um, <laughs> don't actually like upsetting people. I just very much like truth and transparency and honesty and speaking my mind because I don't think there's that many people left in in 2021 that that don't really do it. Um, but yes, believe it or not, I'm a bit of a people pleaser, and we just need a reminder that. You don't have to explain yourself to fucking anybody. There was one particular time during my timeout where, and I think we all do it, it's human nature. You kind of, you're intrigued. Um, I mean, I use the word intrigued. I want to say nosy, really. Let's be honest. We're all fucking nosy. We all want to know. It's why influencers are a thing it's why vlogs are a thing because we're interested in other people's lives it gives us an escape from our own reality so we all have a level of nosiness and there was one particular time where and they didn't ask me outright but there was one particular time where somebody kind of was trying to dig as to who had passed away and at full transparency, I uh, attend therapy every other week. My therapist is the best lady on the planet. She is an absolute queen. Uh, and she helps me a lot. And I need therapy and I love it. And if you don't do it, just go and do it. You don't need to be at rock bottom to go to therapy. Tangent coming back. Right. Um <laughs> And it came up in therapy because I said to her that it's not that I felt hurt by it. It didn't hurt that somebody was trying to dig for information. It, it just kind of niggled, you know? Pissed off is a bit too strong. But I get being nosy. I'm quite a nosy person. I ask way too many questions. I, if I told you the amount of boyfriends that have got we've had an argument because I've asked too many questions you, you'd understand right 
So I get it. But at the time, the response in my head, which unfortunately didn't fall out of my mouth or, you know, didn't go back in text in response to this, this subtle beating around the bush digging as to who had passed away, was, who the fuck do you think you are? I don't need to justify that. Because it's almost that we feel that it has to have been somebody of importance, of closeness, for it to warrant my response. To give you a bit of an example of that, I've talked about it on the podcast. Um, I'll put it in the show notes as to what episode number it is. I've got no idea off the top of my head. Back last year, I did an episode. I think it was about grief again, to be fair. Um, And that was the last time that somebody I knew passed away. Um, And it was my sister-in-law's father. And I make no exaggeration when I say his death wiped me out. I couldn't get out of bed for well over a week. I couldn't stop crying. I was distraught. My sister-in-law's dad, not my dad, my sister-in-law's dad. I think I had met him four, five times, tops. Obviously, one of those times was at my brother and my sister-in-law's wedding. But his death hit me like a ton of bricks. So I feel like it's one thing to say we all process grief differently, but also can we get rid of this thing, this bullshit that it has to be somebody that is your immediate family for it to warrant a certain response? Because that, that's what this person was aiming for. They were asking if it was my dad. They were asking if it was my mum or my brother. It wasn't just an FYI. They were all very healthy and happy and <laughs> we're all processing this together. But my just my gut literally spoke and went, who do you think you are? I don't need to justify who it was for me to be able to say, no, I'm not taking on any more work. No, I'm not showing up on social media anymore for a while. No, I'm going to take a break. No, I need to go and grieve. No, I need to take a step back, be with myself, get back into therapy more. I don't need to justify that. You don't need to justify anything. Let alone grieving. (laughs) And it just, I mean, it, it riled me, let's face it. Um, and I think it was, that particular message kind of kicked me off. And then there was another message uh, in my inbox from a potential client that just basically said, why don't you have any availability in your calendar this week? <sighs> I mean, if we're going to start this season off with a bang, uh, honestly, my resistance 
to just writing back, fuck off. Why have I got no availability? Even I fully appreciate that not everybody on social sees every every post, every everything. It's it's my world, it's my job. If I didn't know that and understand that, I'd be really shit at my job, wouldn't I? But you don't question why don't you have any availability in your calendar? You see what's in front of you. If it doesn't work for you, you move along. You don't go and try and pick a fight, especially if you want to work with that person. Now, my response was, I'd like to think, polite, in that I wasn't, again, going to justify myself. There's just no availability. You can either choose a date further in the future where I do have availability or I can help you find somebody else that can help you with whatever challenge you're currently facing, aka marketing, email, whatever it is. But I could almost put money on the fact that that initial introduction to that person, I was never going to work with them. They weren't my, they weren't my people. You don't get to talk to me that rudely. On first interaction, are you having a laugh? First impressions matter. We all know that. Come on. Um, so, yeah. I mean, the lesson in that, I suppose, is just be a decent human being. And <sighs> my personal most used saying just don't be a fucking dick christ on a bike the world doesn't revolve around you just like i know the world doesn't revolve around me but i needed time to grieve and i'm certainly not going to sit here and just make you help you make me feel guilty nah not about it not about it uh the next point i wrote down was just take some time the most fucking obvious thing on the planet isn't it how hard is it to do, though? I personally don't care if you lose your best friend, your dad, or your pet rabbit. Grief is grief. And you need to find the energy to say, "Now I'm done for a bit and take some time out. And like I said... I've never done it. I've never, this is the second time in my working life that I've done it. And and I went whole hog as well. I haven't emailed my email subscribers since it happened, I don't think. I deleted Instagram for the first time ever for a full straight two weeks. And let me tell you, it was the most tranquil <laughs> peaceful two weeks of my life and actually it really highlighted some really bad behavior I was picking up my phone and finding that I was you know clicking where my Instagram app used to be bottom right hand corner right on the bottom bar obviously (laughs) pride of place easy to get to I was picking opening my phone and tapping there even though the app wasn't there I deleted it so many times and that's just behavior and now I don't do it because for two weeks it didn't it wasn't there 
didn't take very long I don't think for me to get out of that habit but it was also really really scary to see that that was clearly an addiction you know um but what a realization as well to think I pick up my phone I would hate to even see how many times I'm not looking at that it's bad enough I look at my screen time but to see how many times I pick up my phone for for what for what for no real purpose at all to aimlessly scroll and again take myself into that outside of my own reality into somebody else's life nah I genuinely actually considered not downloading it again and I think recently I think this week maybe it might have been a little bit older than that I'm a little bit out of the loop but Instagram now allow you to upload posts from your desktop so I am genuinely considering getting rid of Instagram on my phone it's addictive but again I've detoured the lesson (laughs) in when you're running a business and the realization is you have to take some time you have to it will feel really shit and it will make you question things and I sat there thinking I could be doing this I could be doing that I could be so much more productive I really need to send that email out. I need to change your website. I need to change all the forms. My to-do list is never ending and it's never going to end. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, pal. Realisation of the day. Truth bomb. Your to-do list is never going to end until the day you die. There will always be something more that you can do. So when shit hits the fan, just give it up. The world's not going to stop turning, I promise. Your business isn't going to go bust. I can absolutely guarantee you that. You're going to be absolutely fine, but you need to take some time out for yourself. Because until you do, you're going to end up resenting everybody. You're going to be pissed off at people. I mean, I'm pretty pissed off at people and snap at people anyway. Add grief on top of that. Jesus Christ, you've got no hope. So just taking some time to go and do something, anything else, literally anything else. I, at the beginning of the summer, I spent what to me is an insane amount of money on a pair of walking boots and all the gear. I had all the gear and no idea. The first time I used them was the day that I deleted Instagram. Middle of September. I just had to go and do something else. Different environment. I'm I'm a massive fan of the outdoors, being in nature, going for a walk, clearing my head, putting on a podcast, all of that does anyway. But Spending that amount of money on walking boots and never using them is pretty fucking stupid. So just go and do something. Pick up a paintbrush. Go to the pub if you don't if you don't normally. I mean, I wouldn't recommend drinking. Um, <laughs> but just do anything else. And I know I've rambled. And I know I'm not editing this. So unlucky for you, this is you just getting an insight into my mind with 
I don't know how much how much of it makes sense, but you know, hopefully with every weekly episode, it will get a little bit easier. Maybe, but I suppose everybody's different, right? And everyone's situation is different. And I'm very open about the fact that I know full well that I'm in a very privileged position, incredibly privileged position. I have a roof over my head. I've always got food in my belly. I live with my parents. I run a business that I absolutely love, working for the best people on the planet who are kind, caring, passionate about what they do, absolute bosses who want a better life for themselves, and I really appreciate and admire that, who have got ambition. And I get it. Like, not everybody is in that position. Not everybody has the opportunities that we have, and sometimes you need a bit of a slap in the face to realise that. When I see people showing up on Instagram moaning that Instagram's not showing my post to anybody and it's really unfair and rah, 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 rah. Mate, you haven't heard anything yet, but you need a wake-up call. Instagram's fucking free. And it's giving you the opportunity to reach millions of people. And rather than try and work it out or do something different or... Look at what you're doing. You're blaming everybody else. I'm fully appreciative that I am very privileged. And I know others aren't. But I guess the only thing that I would say is at the end of the day, we're all human. And I can talk about marketing until I'm blue in the face. Um, and I no doubt will because. There's a lot of things that a lot of people could tell me I'm shit at. I don't always text people back. I I have a lot of downfalls, just like every human. But when someone tries to tell me that I'm shit at my job or I don't care about my clients or I'm not passionate about what I do, then you're going in for a fight and I will fight until the cows come home on that one because I know I'm good at my job. It's the only thing that I will literally back myself on. 110%. So bearing in mind that this podcast is all about open discussions and unfiltered discussions, but also I'm, you know, I'm a marketer. It's worth remembering And it's a bit of a realisation that fundamentally grief, business, life, on the most basic level, we're all exactly the same. We're all human. We all experience emotions differently, of course. We all have different circumstances, different situations, different opportunities. And if nothing else, I would implore you to just five minutes, just sit and think about your situation. And if you're taking anything for granted, just be really fucking grateful for what you do have. 
and from a marketing point of view you know we all talk about ideal customers target audience customer avatars all of that shit I mean, I don't mean shit as in like real shit is my job, but <laughs> all of that, all of that great stuff. We're all, hu- they're humans. Whoever you're selling to as a small business owner, whether you're a product-based business owner or a service-based business, service-based business owner, stick my teeth back in. You're selling to human beings. When I first started working for myself, I was so intimidated. I felt really uncomfortable and felt really intimidated to approach other business owners because I thought they were better than me. Business owners that are, you know, turning over a quarter of a million, half a million, millions of pounds. They're They're bigger and better than me. They know well more than me. Of course they do. Last couple of weeks, what have I realised? They're just another human being. Celebrities. Your idols. People we put on a pedestal. Whether that's a footballer or Florence Nightingale. Just another human being. So from a business perspective, when you think about what to write in that next social caption, what to to put in your email, what product you should produce next, whatever it is, just remember that we're all human, first and foremost. We all care about different things. But to round up this particular episode, if you're not currently grieving, and I really hope you're not, but fact of life, there's realistic Lorna for five minutes. Uh, <laughs> realistic Lorna's five minutes of fame. If you're not currently good, if you are, then just know that my DMs are always open. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I don't need to have ever spoken to you before. I will always, always, always reply to everybody, regardless. But if you need to talk to somebody, sometimes genuinely, one of the reasons I go to therapy is because she is so far removed from my reality. My therapist doesn't know anybody that I know. She has no preconceptions of me, of my past, what I was like at school or as a kid. She has no judgment. And so sometimes talking to somebody that is so far removed from your circle, it really helps. But, you know, we all go through it at some point. Unfortunately, like I said at the beginning, it's kind of one of the only guarantees of life. Death. And you can take that kind of whichever way you want to take it, depending on which day you catch me on. I go from that's incredibly, really fucking liberating to that's really scary. I'm not personally scared of death. I'm also not religious. My entire half of this family is religious, (laughs) Roman Catholic. (laughs) So it's quite um, different, but I'm used to it. Um, 
but it's liberating in the fact that it's going to happen to all of us, right? But it's also a reminder that you're not going to be here forever. So all of those things that you're overthinking, you're pondering about. The family member that we lost, I haven't stopped thinking about some of the things that he did, why he might have done it. I'm a huge, I love psychology. And trying to get an understanding of how his life played out. Just it it just makes you kind of start questioning your own. The amount of shit that I've not done in business because I've been too scared. Then hey presto, this realization. Who fucking cares? We're all gonna die one day. I mean, what else have I what have I got to lose? In a hundred years' time, that embarrassing moment of me cold emailing somebody asking them if I can do their email marketing for them won't be so embarrassing, will it? No one's going to be talking about it. No one's going to be talking about it tomorrow because they don't care enough. Nobody actually cares. We think that people are judging us all the time, that they're commenting on our stuff, that they're we release a project product. What people are, are going to think? Oh, I can't do that. People are so consumed by their own shit that they're not worrying about yours. And so that is, for me, why it's quite liberating. But it's also quite scary because I don't want to get to a point where, touch wood, I'm on my deathbed and I just regret everything. I regret not sending the DM. I regret not asking that beautiful man over there out for dinner because that's not the done thing. I I don't want to have any regrets, and so that scares the shit out of me. And so, yeah, I think remembering that we're all business owners here. I mean, if you're not a business owner and listening to this, then bravo, because, I mean, I've done something very weird because this is this is a podcast for business owners but here we are um we have to remember that yes we may run a business I can guarantee you you're putting more pressure on yourself than is ever needed I do it you're doing it I just know I just I just know you are but shit still happens every single day and at some point if you're at a point where a lot of shit is being thrown your way don't don't try and fight it I had this conversation the other day about how to bring yourself back from from a knockback and there were so many great points about you know revisiting great testimonials and obviously it's all business related looking back at great case studies and picking yourself back up and going and doing something self-care and taking yourself in a different environment and all that kind of stuff. And I said, that's all great, but it's actually all right to throw yourself a pity party. Not for long. Don't do it. Don't, Don't stay there. But you are allowed to be sad. You are allowed to beat yourself up. You are allowed to feel shit. If you get a bad customer review fine 
throw yourself a pity party. But I challenge you to only stay in that pity party for 10 minutes. Depending on the severity of whatever's happening, your pity party is allowed to last between 10 minutes and 24 hours. Guy once said that to me. Be sad about it. Be down about it. But you're only allowed to do it for the next 24 hours. After that, don't want to hear about it. And it stuck with me. And subconsciously, it's now what I do. I'll admit, this grieving process has been a little bit different to the usual. Uh, as of record, you're going to be listening to this. If, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, then that's Tuesday the 26th. This particular family member's funeral is tomorrow on the 27th of October. And we discovered that he had passed on the 11th of September. So this particular kind of grieving process has felt a lot longer and intense and just damn right fucking ridiculous than normal, if I'm honest. So I kind of gave myself some breathing space to throw that pity party for a little bit longer. Deleting Instagram for two weeks really fucking helped, not going to lie. <laughs> but, you know, whether it's grief or not, maybe you get sick, maybe you have a bad day. We all know the C word that's going around that's been driving us all potty and damage, damaging our lives for the last fucking two years. Shit's going to happen all the time. You just got to learn to ride the wave because none of us are getting out of here alive. So feel sorry for yourself. Eat the chocolate, have the ice cream, chuck it in the fuck it bucket, do whatever you got to do. You're going to be all right, I promise. And, you know... As I say, whether you get sick or not, whether you're just having a bad day, we all have fucking bad days. Jesus Christ. I'm really sorry for the blasphemy. <laughs> My nan would absolutely kill me. It's just worth remembering that all of those people that you're getting upset about, if you're being trolled, if somebody doesn't reply the way that you expected them to, all of that kind of crap, they're just all human as well. Unpaid invoices, late invoices. Oh, God, isn't that annoying? If you miss a deadline, annoying customers, late deliveries, Royal Mail playing havoc again, customer complaints, keyboard warriors on social media. It all just kind of comes with the territory. But I would just implore you to just breathe. Just before you react, and then honestly, take this from the person that reacts in pure fucking anger. Breathe. Take a step back. Think about it. And just don't let that shit eat you up. Because, yeah, it's annoying. And, you know, if you're having a bad day, it can make you feel so much worse. But when you get down to the real nitty gritty of it, none of it matters because you're going to die one day fundamentally we're all human and that's it 
and that's my annoying I oh, know I take that back that's my ramble for the realities of running a business whilst grieving I really genuinely hope that you never have to go through it but if you're a business owner realistically it's possible isn't it and I couldn't mean it more my dms my inbox everything all every possible way to contact me which I found out quite scarily the other day is available online even my phone number I would much rather be there for some complete stranger and listen to their sob story than know that they are crying wrapped up as a burrito in bed with some ice cream feeling sorry for themselves for weeks on end it's really shit there is no beating around the bush about that but we're all gonna die eventually so whatever is you're currently thinking about doing questioning chuck it in the fuck it bucket just fucking get on with it because there are some people there's people today that won't have that opportunity again and that's the end of the first episode of season two that was never fucking planned to be season two but here we are we move and i hope it helped somebody somewhere if not it felt really cathartic to get it off of my chest it feels really weird that i'm now not gonna go and edit this but i've learned a lot a lot in the last month or so more so about myself than anything else but I have learnt a lot and if you don't want to stick around for more of it then that's on you that's absolutely fine no hard feelings whatsoever if you do then thanks for being a part thanks for being here If you sent me any form of kind message, the flowers that I received in the post, the chocolate brownies, any of it, just know, even if you didn't, I just really fucking appreciate you. Really. And even starting a business makes you one of the most courageous people on the planet because there are so many people that can't, that won't, that want to and won't it might not feel like it every day but you're doing a fucking great job and although the next every episode let's face it that comes after this <laughs> might feel like a bashing sometimes none of it it is never my intention to cause any offense And I'd just like to end it on the fact that if you take offence to anything that I say, given that I don't know how many, I know numbers, but I don't directly know who is listening to this podcast. That's on you. That's not on me. And I'm all right about it. (laughs) 
So I'm buzzing for the podcast to be back. Uh, clearly, I can talk for England. Uh, you will get to know, you lucky devil. And that's episode number one of season two. Wrapped up and done. Come back next week because let me tell you, I have convinced Leanne, who's also known as the content creator, one of my best business pals, my accountability buddy, my sounding board, and let's face it, one of the only people that some days can keep me sane. (laughs) She listens to 12-minute voice notes. She puts up with my shit. She helps me name products and services. She is my words person when I don't know what to say, what to write. And I think we all need, I think we all need Eliane. But somehow I've convinced her that it would be a really good idea to collaborate and for her to have a feature on the podcast once a month, which we've called Tough Love Tuesdays. So on the first Tuesday of every month, we will be talking about quite openly, (laughs) hopefully not offending or in the worst possible case scenarios, getting sued or anything like that. Um, I can just see it happening about a topic, some which have come from you on Instagram stories, some which just really pisses off. (laughs) And I'm talking, they're pretty savage. I'm not going to lie. And once again, they're not edited. So if you fancy checking them out, back here again next Tuesday, every Tuesday from now on, there will be an episode for your enjoyment. I'm kind of sorry that I've started this season off on a sad note, but also in a bit of a selfish way, it was very cathartic for me to let that all out, to kind of share the story a little bit without getting too personal I kind of almost made it through without full-on crying and melting down which I'm kind of proud of myself for but the only way's up people and we got to start having these conversations that just aren't had because there really isn't a lot of advice or help for anybody that runs a business who is grieving that just needs some fucking time so The point of the podcast from this moment on is brutal honesty and just starting conversations that we all need to hear, we all need to have, but for some really fucked up reason, society says it's weird or it's wrong or whatever, and I don't care for it. So if there's any particular conversation that you would like to have, if you would like to be a podcast guest and come and have a very unfiltered conversation, drop in my DMs. I will post all of the links to websites, socials, all of that shebang in the show notes below. I genuinely hope I hear from you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. And I'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Bye.